0: Welcome to episode 106. Today's guest is a 2012 NFL first-round draft pick from the San Francisco 49ers. He's also one of the best Big 10 college football receivers in the past decade. AJ Jenkins. Thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, man. You know, you know going through a little time, you know, everybody inside the house, but man, but I'm doing good, man. The fam doing good, man.
0: Awesome. So. Glad to hear it. Well, today we'll talk about your journey, and I think where it starts is in your high school career. You come out of high school as a four-star. So I'm wondering, right. what is your recruiting process like?
1: Um, that's funny you ask me. I was talking to my girl about that yesterday, but uh, um, man, I, uh, you no, know, I mean it wasn't difficult, but uh, you know, I had like a hundred and I don't know how many offers I had, like a hundred. and office or something like that, so it was kind of um, surprising that I even chose Illinois, because you know, you, you know I'm from Jacksonville, so you know gangs go down the street, you know, you got Florida State, you, know, you got you know, you got uh, Clemson and LSU and all these other schools, and they're like Illinois, so I kind of struck a little nerve with people, but simply my dad, he really ain't like that at all, because now he gotta get on the plane instead of driving to me, so um, so I, I chose Illinois, man, really, man, He, he, he know, Coke Zook was at Florida, so I was familiar with Coke Zook, and, um, and, uh, I just felt comfortable, man, I went up there for a visit, and, um, I just felt the most at home, honestly, I mean, this is what it was, man, and, you know, I was committed to uh, the Georgia Tech, you know, Atlanta, so,
0: know.
1: um, so, I decommitted once uh, Shane Gailey got fired, so I decommitted, uh, and then I would just open again, and, <clears throat> and it open up, fired up, and then by the shows rounds up, I just just did that, you know what I mean? And I just trust my feeling and trust my instincts, and, and uh, that's what it was. And I went up there, um, and I told my mama, man, you know, my mom was kind of, you know, she wasn't, you know, the happiest, but she wasn't mad. You know, she was just telling me, you know, I can't probably come to a lot of your games. You know, because you know, you know, it's a two flight thing. You know, you got to fly to Atlanta, then fly to Illinois. You know how that, you know, the connecting flights go. And I told her, I said, I got, I got four years to get you up out of here. And she looked at me like, okay, all right. Well, what you want to say? Man? <laughs> <laughs> so uh I went up there, man, and um. Just had to do my thing, bro. This was focus, and just was had to just do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just do my thing, man. To stay out of the way, you know. I, and and I came back home and I did what I had to do, you know. So that's kind of how that went. Um, I met a lot of great people along the way. A lot of great people that helped me to get to the way I'm at now, or whatever. And um, man, it was a great journey, bro. It, I mean, it was definitely difficult because I'm, I'm a Florida boy. All the way. Never been on a plane before until I went to Illinois. And um, cold as hell up there, man. Cold. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's how that went, you know.
0: Okay. Well, with Georgia Tech, was part of the reason you decommitted because when Coach Gailey got fired, they brought in a triple option system and that's not friendly to wide receivers? Or were you
1: yeah, committed? Well, 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 you know what's crazy is my high school system was – a wing tee. Oh wow! So I was so was, you know like you know get three on the backs tight end is on the one seat so, and my um, and my host was Calvin Johnson. So that's really what got me to get there. Honestly, that's when he was finna go to the league So my I was shit Calvin Johnson I'm like shit you know talking and and I'm like man I just I mean I just was sold, but my dad was not going for that, he was a Gator fan, he is still a Gator fan to this day, and, um, but, you know, just, just, it was just, the hype of that school was just, everybody's going there, like, I mean, you know, you, know, you had, at that time, you know, had Tim Tebow, and Percy, and Chris Rainey, and, uh, Riley Cooper, and Hernandez, and, I mean, it was just loaded, bro. Like it was just loaded. Like I mean, it was just loaded. So I just didn't feel like right, I. I ain't going really. I don't know how this is gonna work out with this situation. And um, yeah. So that's really what it was, man. Cause cause he got fired, man. I had to kind of like reconsider some stuff. Okay, and that's just what it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I covered a triple option wing T type of team for a while and. Seeing that, I'm wondering at the high school level, how do you get recruited and rated as a four-star when they're maybe throwing the ball five or six times a game? You're not getting targets like right. another guy would get in high school.
1: Well, well, well I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, I, man. I was the kind of guy, man, that, you know, at that point, if you throw it, I'm catching it. It ain't even no, I don't care where it's at. So, yeah, I might have three catches this game, but it might be 400 yards, though. Type thing. It's kind. of You know, it just. This is what it was. It's just, you know, you know. And I did consider to even twist school at that point because I just didn't know if this was gonna really work out because that was really my dream, man. Like this wasn't just nothing that just happened. You know, you know. I got a friend named Dwayne Bowe, man. And he uh, he start, to start to start playing high school at like like his junior year. You know what I'm saying? So, but for me, I was a kid doing this. Like I was a kid dreaming of this. So, like, right, ah, this system ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. So, I just, I, mean, I had to make the best of it, man. I mean, they throw the rock, you gotta go get it. It's <laughs> just <laughs> what it is. It's just, <laughs> you know. And 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 then that system, you know what I'm saying? You're usually one on one. You know, in the wing T, they bring in the safety down, so it's like ten in the box, nine in the box, so it's you in the corner. So. When the ball up, you got to go get it. <laughs> I mean, just that simple.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So making the most of your opportunities, you get up to Illinois. You had a good career there. I think the story is your senior season, your junior year was good. You were a little under 800 yards, seven touchdowns in the air. And then huh. you go to your senior season. You're well over 1,000 yards, almost 1,300, eight touchdowns. What's the key to the breakout for you from junior to senior year?
1: Um, it's a good question. It's a good question, bro. Um, man, it is because so, so, all right, so the end of my junior year, I don't, I, I don't know if this for every junior, but I guess they kind of like put in like your name for the draft just in case if you want to leave type stuff, you know what I mean? Okay. And, um, and they, you know, they called me and told me I wasn't going to be drafted. And like I just told you, I just told my mom. I got four years to get you up out of here, and now you telling me I ain't, I ain't gonna get drafted. So my senior year, it was like I was just super, super duper focused. Cause I mean, you know, you know, kids you know if they got majors. You know what I'm saying? You know, they going up there to do school. They can do their thing. I don't have time. I ain't got that much time. So I got 12 games to go out here and do my thing. And I was like super duper focused, man. And, um, I think the angle, like the biggest, the biggest transition for me was when we train, uh, the change offensive coordinators, my junior year, coach Petrino, which was a offensive coordinator for Arkansas, right before he came to Illinois, my junior year. So he was there for two years. So, and he really sparked my career. Oh, I, was, I was like, you know, he really did. He sparked my career. And um, they had to make it happen, bro. Like, just had to make it happen. Just the ball is, like, if the ball is coming, it's coming. You got to go get it. And this is how that really went.
0: It's interesting. I think you're the second player I've talked to on the podcast that says that Coach Petrino has sparked his career, getting them to a different level. The other one was Travis Swanson, who played on the offensive line at Arkansas under Coach right. Petrino. So right. for you what did he do to earn now when you look back the credit from you to say wow this guy sparked my career the way that he coached me and called the game
1: He just believed in me man and That's all you really need It's like not even really like a thing he's doing or like is he, he just believed in me He believed in me and honestly I was going to transfer so this <laughs> this quirks. So I was going to transfer from Illinois and my dad was very excited about that anyway but <laughs> Um, I was finna to transfer to Florida. Wow. So I'm like, man, damn, my dad right, you know. now my dad's right, you know. I, don't, you know, I don't like, like, man. I was kind of like, I was kind of mad at myself because I trusted my what my decision was on going up here. Now it's not working out the way I want to. So then he gets hired, and then he just believed in me, man. And he gonna drive me, you know, he gonna man, he gonna cuss you out and talk crazy to you and all that, man. But it's all love, man. It really is. And he just bleeding in me. And that's what kind of drove me to get confidence in myself, so I can go out there and put up the numbers I did at, at that point, you know. So it's kind of how that went. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. After your junior year, you said your draft grade was undrafted, you'd be maybe right. a priority free agent, so teams would come and bring you into camp, but You'd be kind of a long shot for the NFL to get a roster spot. After your huh. senior year, what was your grade?
1: Third, maybe. Third round, I think it was third round. It might have been
0: third round okay. at that point. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: that's a drastic change from one season, and we know that the numbers you put up and the athleticism you showed, I think, contributed a lot to improving it from there. But in the build-up to the draft, you went from a guy who, coming out in December and January people say is probably a third then you go to be a late first round pick mm-hmm. what was that rise like for you going through the combine and pre-draft prep getting up to being a first round pick
1: so i think i believe you know my 40 was a big deal because i they had me pre-listed running like a four six and like i'm a track guy like that's one thing i'm going to do now. like i might not lift the biggest weights and all that but i can run That is is what it was at that point so when you did that, I'm like, oh, that's easy. I can folks six? I'm like, what? Like, come on man. Like I'm I went to the state in the honey in Florida, man. And like people know Florida people fast. I'm like, oh I'm gonna eat this up. So when I was up for the draft and if you don't know, um, you know, in the draft is broken up in two sessions. So, went through, I think, 20, oh, I can't think what number I was, but, you know, Alson Jeffries was right in front of me. No, you know, I'm Jenkins, so he's Jeffries. So, that was the cutoff. So, I was the first person up. And I looked back and told them boys, like, hey, man, I'm finna heat it up. So, just letting y'all know. <laughs> I'm finna heat it up. Just, just, just so y'all know. I, I can't think who's behind me, man. I can't, God darn, I can't think who's behind me, but, um, God, dog, I can't think. I'm trying to think, but um. Anyway, and I ran a four three seven. I think it was. That's I right. What it was. Yep. And um, and that, and I think that would boost it up. And you know, because you know, you know, when you're running, you don't even see the time. They just keep going. This is like you just running, running, running. So I talk back to my phone, and my agent is. Just, just sending me emojis of money by like, money bag signs, like, you leave it up, you laid it up, you know what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> and I think that really, like, you know, and, the, you know, I mean, obviously, like, you know, other things had to happen for that to be, you know, what it was, but, man, I mean, it was, it was a, uh, it was interesting, but, you know, very, very, like, you know, for me to be able to see the progress of me being undrafted in the sense of you know me put my if I would put my name in my, as a junior to jump up to a first round pick and just see the process of it man it, it was man this is not less but a blessing man.
0: That's interesting with your agent. I know that when players go and heat it up the way you did, you can make yourself a lot of money. Another recent example that I can think of. John Ross in 2017, I think was more of a late first round type of guy. He jumped right. up to number nine when he ran that like four to 40 yard dash. Do you exactly. think looking back, you've played with a lot of talented players in college, then in the NFL, do you think that 40 time is indicative of, okay, this guy is super fast. He's risen up a lot of draft boards. Do you think it's indicative of a player becoming a really high caliber NFL guy?
1: Man, dash for cash, baby. That's what they call it. Dash <laughs> for cash, baby. That's what they. Hey, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you gotta have some other things, some other qualities that they can feel like that they can work with or coach you on. But I mean, you got speed, man. That's kind of how that work, man. That's just kind of how it work. You no, know, you, you know, you see my my buddy Tyreek Hill play for the Chiefs,
0: right? You
1: no, know, he went to a. A small, I think, like Alabama. I can't think what's like Alabama State or something like that. Some small school. I can't think. I, 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 don't quote me on that, but um, that's what it is, man. Because now they feel like that they, if you got that, that they can coach you on anything else. Like that, like, you know, they can coach you. Like they can, talent can kind of be, you know, um, safe and, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, I can't think, you know, but just that. Like he just, just if you have that. The coaches feel like that they can coach you on anything else. And that's what it and, and that's how to go. I mean this is how I go, man.
0: Definitely. How it works in the NFL. So it seems like the forty time can elevate your stock almost unlike anything else. Another guy I've talked to on the show, Reggie Davis, who went to UGA. I don't know if you know him well or not, but oh, yeah. yeah, he's played for a few teams. He's in Chicago now. And he only had a hundred yards receiving in his senior year at Georgia, and then he was able to get a spot in the NFL because he ran a four three like you. So I think it's interesting how heavily that's weighed.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, even my year, even my year when I got drafted, it was a dude named Stephen Hill. I don't know really know him. He played for he played for Georgia Tech. Play for I think. Tech, yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't have no like crazy numbers and nothing like that. He ain't going out there him and like Calvin Johnson, but 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or something, no, 230 or two. I think no, 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 no. he's like 215, and um, go out there and run a 4'3", and it's like, now the coach is like, I can coach that. That's how they look at it. As long as you can run, we can be able to get you in and out of direction, and we can get you to catch the ball better, we can get you to be able to Hop in the ball because you're a tall guy and all that stuff. So that's how they look at it. It ain't always necessarily. I mean, duh. I mean, of course you can go out there and ball. I mean, that's what anybody want to do. But it's just that's just how it is and the that comp- That's why the combine is the combine. Definitely, like, they're looking at size and numbers and all that stuff and how long your arms are, all this other bu- bullcrap. Man, that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, for you, I'm wondering. On draft day, a lot of analysts and a lot of people are saying, okay, the San Francisco 49ers are probably looking at a wide receiver. It's either going to be a Stephen Hill guy type of guy or A.J. Jenkins, one of the two. So for you, what was your draft day like? Were you at the draft? Were you watching from home? What was it like?
1: Um, bro, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I'm, I was at Zags Beach, right? <laughs> and, uh... I was getting it's like pick it's like number like pick five or something. So, you know, I met I'm like, oh okay, no no, did you have the Justin Blackman? Okay, that's my boy. All right, whatever you know, Jaguars. And I'm from Jacksonville, so oh, okay, yeah, yeah. maybe we got Justin. All right, cool. And um, I'm at Zagsby's with my homeboy. So and my cousin. So we go home. Um, I'm just cause I'm lit cause, you know, usually usually. When you a first-round draft pick, they kind of have, like, the rankings already. You know how, like, you kind of already know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. kind of already know. So I didn't have a clue. And honestly, if I would have known, I would have been in New York. I just didn't know. You know what I mean? And um, am like, cool, okay. Uh right, you know. My I got picked up. And I'm going home, chilling. You know what I'm saying? And I put my phone on the charger and go to the bathroom real quick and my phone rang, but, so, no, you know, hey, so you phone ring, your phone ring. you know, my sister and everybody going, i like, hell, like, I know I ain't getting picked first round, like, it's not even, like, it's not even a question, I might even think, like, I know I'm going second or third at this point, and, um, but the number says San Jose, I'm like, ain't no team in San Jose, and my agent told me, hey, just keep your phone free, for the next couple of days, like, you know, you know, just to make sure, you know what I'm saying, we ain't got no confusion whatever the case is. And, um, I'm like, I answered the phone, I'm like, who, I'm like, hello? Yeah, this Trent Belonky of the 49ers, I'm like, you can't be serious. You can't like, this is just not happening right now. Because I'm a kid, like I said, like, five, six years old, I dreamed of this. So I, so this was like a surreal experience for me, and I was like, "Dang, okay." I I, I mean, just like, "Dang!" Like it then When he, you know, you know, he told me, you know, he told me whatever. Like, yeah, you know, I'm getting time with your family. And uh, you know, the coach about got on the phone. Whatever he said, and I'm right, I'm sitting here really in disbelief, like that did not just happen. <laughs> and then you know, you you know, they call you like three or four picks before they pick you you know what I'm saying you got time to kind of gather up your stuff and all that and I'm saying like pick 27 I'm saying like I know they're not gonna pick me at 30 and then 30 come up quick and it was like what the with the 30th pick you know what I'm saying i was like yo this is not happening right now it's like AJ. I'm like yo my phone crashed I couldn't even get on the phone to even call nobody Mind you, there's no, it's like nobody over here because we didn't think that. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dog, this really just happened? If they trying to call me to tell me like my flight information to get to the press conference the next day, you know what I'm saying? And I can't, call, they can't get in touch with me. And that was crazy. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like That's the most, I'm like, bro, this is crazy.
0: Well, how many combined texts and calls do you think you got that day?
1: So, at the time, I had Twitter, a tweet what the f- they call it, T- Twitter, whatever it is, and um, I had like what sixteen hundred followers. Bro, I had eighty six thousand followers the next morning. Whoa! That's how crazy my sh- was blowing up. We ain't talking about the phone calls or the text messages or none of that other stuff. That's how crazy my phone, was. Like, my phone cracked like little, no, like literally crashed, and that was like crazy, bro.
0: <laughs> it sounds like it
1: Yeah Yeah So you know I had to go to the airport The next morning I didn't even sleep I didn't have a haircut Had to wake up you No, know, So I had to call my cousin From my From my I can't think who phone I had to use I don't even remember Cause no my Cause no my cousin the barber Cause I didn't have a haircut Like cause Cause we can't prepare For the second day You know how the draft is Now the way You know they do First round Uh, Like I think Third was it Friday or Thursday And then do the second And third round the next day, and then do the, the the other round the next day. So I just know I'm going the next day for what my agent's telling me. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, yeah, man, it was crazy, bro. I just, yeah, it was crazy. It
0: was well, I wanna, crazy, crazy. I've got to backtrack to what you were saying. So did you have any kind of draft party at all planned, or was it just like you were at Zaxby's with your guys just having some food?
1: So, no, so... I knew I was gonna get picked second or third at this point. Okay. No, that's what my agent told me. So we had a party for the next day. No, you know we gonna sit. You no, know everybody do gonna sit there watch the drive and to see what's going on, right? Yeah. But I got picked so early. Like I got picked a day before. they had to fly out. We, I mean, everything to kind of shifted So now I come back home. Though I did come back home, obviously. And we had, you know, you know, we had a celebration, obviously, but it was totally just like a different situation, it's like just caught us off guard, like you know, you know, we had a TV playing, to, you know, what I'm saying for us to all watch the game and all that stuff, and yeah, it just, yeah, it just ain't, it just kind of worked a little bit different, you know.
0: For sure, so, I'm curious for you. Being a first-round draft pick means you get first-round money. So did you make any interesting or crazy purchases or get to buy anything that you always wanted when you first got that money?
1: Uh, No, I mean, not really. I mean, I ain't really no – not really like a big guy. Like – like, mind I didn't really expect this stuff. So if I was really expecting to get first-round money, I definitely right would have thought about some stuff. But it just surprised everybody. I mean, I brought my mama a car. She didn't want to move, so I paid a mortgage off.
0: Nice. Yeah, you
1: know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I brought a Camaro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it wasn't, right. like, nothing really too crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, okay. at that point. I mean, I just spent money on just, like, um, just me, This, this, just going out all the time, buying like sections for the clubs and all that like, stupid stuff I was doing, but yeah, not really like no materialistic stuff. No, okay. I wasn't really into that.
0: So you followed through, you took care of your mom like you promised. How'd that feel?
1: 100%. Uh, I mean, I had to keep my word, right? right. I told you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I went to Illinois, man, I'm from Jacksonville and my mama probably ain't never even been on the plane before. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. So, um, she gone. Now she passed away. Now she had cancer, uh, like five years ago, 2015. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, no, no, good. good. Yeah. But so, you know, but I had to keep my word. So first thing I did was look at her. I was like, what you need? I'm really concerned about me. Cause I got to go in that field and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Still. So that's what that was really about. It wasn't really about me and Bob, all this other stuff. You know, uh, that stuff going to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, that stuff going to come.
0: Of course. Well, right. you get to the NFL in your rookie year. You're playing for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback situation was very interesting. You had Alex Smith and then Colin Kaepernick. When Smith gets hurt, Alex Smith comes back. It's a controversy. Kaepernick keeps the job. So as a wide receiver, what's it like from your perspective when there's a quarterback controversy and something going on with the guys throwing you the ball in terms of, you're not sure who's gonna start or what the situation's gonna be like.
1: Um, you know, my rookie year was already controversial too, so I mean, it was a lot of stuff going on in that locker room. But um, I mean, it's just, it's just, um, it's just different, man. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, this is the first time I really been like in on the business side of it, cause you know I. Played to college and then go in the league, and I was all this other stuff going on, people talking and the media and all this other stuff. So, I mean, um, it wasn't like really weird. Though. I mean, but Cap did definitely like, you know, he gave us a spark. But I mean, that's just kind of how I looked at it, is what it was. I mean, just Cap is the quarterback. I mean, I didn't really look at it like no other way. I mean, Alex and Cap ain't beef or nothing like that. Nothing. No, it wasn't like no situation like that. Um, the other, you know, the other guys I was playing with, I ain't seen to have no issue with it. It was, you know, Cap was younger than Alex, so I remember, you know, um, with Randy, which is a blessing. I played with wow. Randy Moss, bro. That's insane, bro. But, wow. Um, he was trying to coach, not coach up Cap, but like not coach him up as if he needed coaching, like you know, but he. You know, certain things, you know, he put him to the side like, hey, hey, on this, on this, on this, dude. you know, Alex Smith was a little older than Cap, so, you know, he got a little bit more experience, you know, and, you know, and Cap did on the scene, so he had to kind of just, you know, do all that, but, I mean, it wasn't like no, it wasn't really like no situation, really, bro. it was just like, you know what I mean, it, it wasn't nothing, you know what I mean, it wasn't nothing
0: well you mentioned there was kind of some controversy going around in the locker room so how did that work with a team being so talented nine all pros they go to the Super Bowl but there's stuff in the locker room what was what was all that going on
1: honestly man I mean we that that locker room was kind of like not cocky but cocky like man I mean we had some dogs bro like you said nine all pro I mean we so you got I mean, if I just name this just, just the receiver list, I mean we, we got Randy, we got Crab, you got Crabtree, um, got Mario Manningham, you got Ted Ginn, got Kyle Williams, um, so I don't know, I'm just nobody. Uh da, da 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 Then you got Delaney Walker, you got Vernon Davis, I mean, you got Frank Gore, you got Dixon, uh I can't I can think of his first My boy Dixon. Um, no, then you got Hunter. Um, then they drafted me first round. They drafted Lamarcle James, second round. I mean <laughs> I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of people, bro. Like talk about loaded on one side of the ball, bro. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Of course. Yeah, it sounds like yes. a lot of big personalities, a lot of guys that have accomplished a lot. Sounds like a lot right. of speed and athleticism, too. So, both on and off the field, you've got a lack of.
1: Yeah, you know, you got a lot of egos, man. And we all want to be good, you know, great. You know what I'm saying? So, then uh, on top of that, you got Cap. I didn't even mention him. You know, you know Cap got to get his carries. And on top of throwing the ball, and then you got Alex Smith, who is a first pick of the round, I mean, of the draft. So, it's just a lot of stuff going on. And then you got Coach Harbaugh, who's like, you know, it was just a lot going on. And, like, I didn't really know how to really, like, fit in with that. That's what I had to get traded. I had to get traded. I didn't really know how to, like, fit in with that situation. Because I'm used to being the guy. I'm a first-round pick, so. Of course. So, you know, yeah, and even with LaMichael James, like, he, damn it, like, he had, like, a Heisman, like, Candidate, you know, like so he used to be the man too. So it's like there's like a lot of stuff going on, and we and just like it was kind of hard for us, everybody to kind of like fit in when you're the man in high school and college on a big level. It's hard. You got us all in one room.
0: Seems like there's was just maybe too many cooks in the kitchen there in that offense or that wide receiver room because. They pick you in the first round, and you only get one target in your rookie season. I you know, thought that was odd.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah like 100%, because, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just what it was. I was kind of, you know, going through a transition, because it's a transition going from college to, you know, to NFL. And then, if you don't feel like you need it, it's like, just, just like a lot of, like, because, like, in the NFL, is really mental, it's not really like, you know, everybody good now at this point. Everybody was good in college. I mean, and even to be good in college is kind of hard because everybody came from a high school that they was good at. So you go to college, all right, now you beat the odds of that. Then you end up getting drafted. Then we ain't even talking about off the field issues where now I'm a first round pick that everybody wants some money. You're talking about this on the field. So it's like, I just didn't really know how to balance both that good. I mean, then, you know, I just felt like they just, I mean, I just felt like, you know, San Francisco shouldn't have drafted me. Honestly. I mean, they should have. just, just Let me drop to the second round, man, and let me just get to a team that really needs me so I can be able to have a career. But you put me in a room with all these guys. And it's like, I mean, like, what you want me to do?
0: Yeah, I totally.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally understand with what you're saying, because it's weird that they would find wide receiver that kind of position of need. So I I wonder, I guess, if their strategy was, hey, AJ's the highest guy on our draft board. We're going to pick the most talented player, regardless of position. Right.
1: So That's what? probably what it was. I don't know. I mean I don't know why I, I mean why I mean even my agent ain't even know. Like we didn't like we did not know. It's just not like, you know, a secret or like we didn't know. They didn't never talk to me during the um the draft process. They talked to me at the combine at the end and I kinda figured they were like, Man and then it was crazy, my homeboy told said, Bro, you gonna go to the San Francisco watch. I said, Man, shut up. Go to no damn San Francisco. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I just, just, I ain't I'm not like, and it's just funny, just how it happened like that. But yeah, I just didn't see the business side of that being the right decision to make, and that was kind of my frustration with them. And I wanted to get traded. I, I'd like, what the hell you drafting me here for? You ain't even playing me and all this stuff. I'm a first round pick, not even trying to give me a chance. Then go out there even mess up. I'm just on the bench. And that little worse than going out there playing and you dropping the ball. It's like you ain't even that good. Like, I don't – this just this is how I felt.
0: Did you ever ask for a trade, or was it them kind of realizing eventually, uh, oh, you know, we might need to make a move?
1: Um, Both. Okay. Both. I think – Uh, I told my agent, I said, man, I don't think this is it, man. And I don't know how to talk Because I mean This is my first time In a business situation Bro I just go to college And play football Man I don't see myself Getting here, man I don't see it man Like I'm trying But I don't see it You know And He He said what he I can't even recall what he said Exactly I don't want to quote him <clears throat> But um Yeah Then the next day We Played Kansas City Um Then the very next day We had a day off then the day after that, we had to come in and watch film on the game we just first Kansas City and then I get traded to Kansas City. <laughs> so, it's just like, yeah, I'm like, Yo, like, y'all could've just left me in Kansas City. <laughs> uh, I mean, y'all could've just left me here. Like, if that was the case and that's how I knew the league and that's when I knew like, man, the NFL is a business. Like, you just getting shipped off as if, like, you just getting shipped off like that. Like, I don't kind of take honestly kind of take the level away from the game a little bit because you just not really like playing football no more as a business you know what I'm saying
0: definitely I mean, you're
1: playing football but you ain't like really you know you ain't in control of anything
0: yeah now one thing that you mentioned that I picked up on a couple of answers ago when you were talking was you know everyone's asking you for money now you're a first round pick you're probably an instant millionaire after your first year playing in the NFL. So how do you handle that when you're a young guy, you know, 21, 22, 23 years old, and you've got all these friends and all these people that have helped you, but you only have so much money, you've got to take care of your family. I know players have written books on it. It's so complex. Right.
1: You need, you need somebody to kind of be like a, like a barrier for shit. Like, you know, you need to focus on the football field. And let whoever is an uncle or dad, like, you got, like, you know, who, uncle or dad, a best friend or an OG or no, whoever you want to call them to be able to say no for you. Cause you ain't got time to pick up that phone to do all that stuff. Cause you're going to feel like you want to do it because these people have helped you out. That's not, that's, that's, that's not, you know, no, we don't, no, we're not going to deny that. You know what I mean? So you're going to feel some type of, obligation to like do something but it's a distraction cause now when you get home from practice you go to your phone man you got 30 missed calls text messages and stuff and dick problems like man, I've been bo- I went to my phone one time and somebody said me, you know you know my car finna get evicted or, 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 or I don't know what they call it like you know my car finna get whatever it is so I need this amount of money now like if I don't get it today, I'm like, man, you ain't know this stuff a uh, month ago? Like, why are you... Now I got to, like, take time off of what I'm doing that's making, that's feeding the family to be able to pay for this. And it's like, if you don't do it, it's F you. And if you, and, 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 and this thing, if you do it five times but don't do it the sixth time, it's still F you. So it's like, well... I don't know where you really want me to go. I mean, <laughs> so I might not even do it the first time. If that's the case, I mean, and that's how I go, man. It just, it's, it's, it's really a challenge, man. Cause once they see, cause you know, a lot of us come from the hood, man. Right. Come from yeah. nothing. So, man, they see a hundred thousand, they going to jump on you. Mess up. I mean, forget the first round pick now. Cause a lot of people got a a job, but you don't know what they make. You can Google what I make. So I can't tell you I, I don't have it. Because you know I got it. And that's where it's kind of like, what's well, hard at? It's hard at that point. So like, what do I do? I don't want to get taken advantage of, but then again, damn, I do feel you because you you know, people give you the solid stories, you know, they, I got to take my kid, like this, my house finna get, like all that stuff. I mean, just a lot of, just, they, they gonna give you the saddest story they can find in their mind to tell you. So you, so I mean, you feel them because you came from that situation and then you want to, then you don't want to act like you changed, but I mean, it just, it's just, a, that's, that, that's hard. So now you're either going to lose this person or you're going to have to just, like, you know, just dig in your pocket and go broke. And then this, this is how it is. It's really only like, like one way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or two ways.
0: Wow. Very interesting. So playing in San Francisco, we talked about how you got to play with Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback. And you saw Kaepernick, he was a dynamic player in the NFL when he played 2011 to 2016. You saw him in his prime leading the team to the Super Bowl. I'm looking at off the field that's where he's most famous. Could you have seen him at that time being the type of guy who would kind of lead a movement forward and spark this huge conversation in the NFL? He,
1: yeah, yeah. His leadership was there. Though. I ain't gonna say sit here. I ain't gonna say like you say the whole you know, movement he doing right now, but he had leadership though, for sure.
0: Okay. So you could see part of it of Colin being a guy who could stand up for what he believes in and try to get people talking. Right. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Well, with Kaepernick and that 49ers team, you played in a Super Bowl, and every Super Bowl is memorable to a lot of people. But this one, I think, for an interesting reason. The lights went out. Some people call it the blackout bull And that was a weird intermission. So, from your perspective, you're down on the field. You look up. Something's going on. What goes through your head? What are you thinking?
1: We just chilling, bro. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know, we was just, like, on the field. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, we all kind of, like, in shock. Like, you know, we all, I mean, we all are. And I think us and the Ravens was, but maybe playing catch and playing. uh, I can't think of that name. I can't think of the name of that game. I can't think of the name of that game. But, I mean, it's not really really can do. I mean, just what it was. The lights went out. Okay, we got to (laughs) wait. I mean, just (laughs) play catch.
0: I'm sure it's tense on the sideline of a Super Bowl team. You're trying to be real focused and keep the energy up and, so you guys are just kind of chilling over there like, okay, you know, something's going on. We're just going to stay loose.
1: Right. Like, we're getting stressed out. Um, Paddy cake. That's what the game was called. We were playing or whatever. Paddy cake. That's what it was. I can't, yeah. That's what it was. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it was, bro. Like, we were just over there just chilling waiting for the left to get cut back on.
0: Well, after play resumed, San Francisco turned around, 17 unanswered third-quarter points that cut down the Ravens' lead. Being on that sideline, being a part of that team, what do you think it was for you guys to be able to come out after the blackout and then go and come close and make it a good game at the end?
1: It was a ball game, man. Like, I, I, I honestly uh, knew we were going to win that's what was going I mean going to the game that's what everybody thought I think most of us in a way and that's just what it was man we uh they played ball man like, like they were doing their thing like my boy uh, you know which was who went to San Francisco the next season which was Anquan Bowden which is my you know it's my boy it's my you know and um you know they just played a good game man and uh we had to come with it. And uh, John Harbaugh is a great coach, man. He game planning and strategies and that shit was lit. I mean, that they, they they did what they had to do. They, they, I mean, they did what they had to do. I mean, you know, obviously, you know what I'm saying, we on the other side, you no, know, we ain't no slums. You know, I just named the whole offensive roster. We ain't going to get to the defense. <laughs> That's right. And, I mean, that's just what it was, bro. It just I mean, we just, just, just uh, in sports, really what it is, sports.
0: Well, for you, when you reflect and look back at your career, the years that you spent in the NFL, if you could change anything, what would you when you look back?
1: My focus level. I think, um, once I kind of realized it was a business, I didn't care no more. Okay. And that's kind of my biggest probably regret of it.
0: So you played played for the love of the game, and then when you're like, wait a minute, this isn't the football that I'm used to, so then it, I guess, was less fun for you and kind of dropped off?
1: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And um, we know I had other stuff off the field. Like I told you, you know, my mom had counseling. um, Just wasn't used to being asked for so much damn money all the time yes okay and that, and that kind of like distracted me a little bit uh, or a lot of it I, I guess you could say but yeah I think, I think that would be my biggest regret
0: alright well the final part of the show here I want to talk about your life after football you've been out of the league now for a couple of years you've had some time to do some other things and pursue other types of things what are you getting into now
1: uh so you know I'm uh I'm in real estate now um Trying, but that was a, a a bad dance picture honestly i was bad and uh i bounced back though and uh now i own a shopping plaza i flipping houses now and uh that's yeah, that's it and, and uh i think i was going i mean i was going to get into coaching now i mean with all this stuff going on right now but uh that's because i i didn't want to just shoot in the coaching because that's what everybody kind of do and I'm always kind of like, that's why I mean, I'm always kind of like the guy that kind of like want to see what's over here instead of just going down, what everybody else do. But I think with my time, um, not money, just with my time, I think I'm going to get in coaching. Um, back in my high school, I just moved from Atlanta, so I didn't mean, um, really want to coach in Georgia because that's not really where I'm from. And I ain't really, you know, I want to kind of give back my to my – you know to my school and my community and stuff so yeah so that's that's where i'm at with it man i'm good man i'm i'm well off man my family's good and we good
0: awesome i'm glad to hear it thank you for your time i appreciate you joining me
1: man thank you bro thank you man